0: You're listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast, a show about employee benefits, employment law, and other topics for HR professionals. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear. Now here's our host, Zach Finney.
1: Thank you for listening to the ClearTrack HR Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney. Our guest today is Rick Lepley. He is the Director of Business Development at ClearTrack. He has a sales background that spans a little more than three decades. He has owned and sold multiple businesses. As far as my concern, as you get to know Rick, you find out that there really is nothing that he d- either doesn't have experience in or is a subject matter expert. Um, anything you can think of, he's done or knows everything about it. Rick Lipley, how's it how are you doing today, man?
0: i'm doing wonderful i think you you may have exaggerated just a smidge there on that knows everything piece but uh i do have a lot of uh, useless information floating around in my head i'll tell you that
1: this is true absolutely so <laughs> as as we said you're the director of business development with that there's a you know heavy emphasis on partnerships so i thought about today let's talk about kind of the benefits of strategic partnerships but before we do i mean rick Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
0: So, I grew up in a small town in uh, in the north, and uh, ended up in the southeast in the nineties. And uh, I've pretty much been selling things since the early eighties. Um, little known fact: my first sales job was selling um, vacuum cleaners door to door on the North Shore of Chicago. So, um, I've had a had a varied career. Um, the majority of it I spent in the mortgage industry and uh, during the time in the industry I was with a niche product with a very large company and 2008 I, I uh, had, before the, the mortgage bubble burst, I had roughly 27 staff members in five states and we were rocking and rolling and then the bubble burst. and we all know what happened to the mortgage industry after that. So, thankfully they're back and interest rates are great. I understand everybody's refinancing now, but I I don't miss that. So, I am uh have been with uh the New Orleans, uh since um 2015 and uh have had varying positions with them. Um, my heart is in relationships and and so that's a natural fit for someone who who sells things and or uh, develops partnerships, and so currently, that's my emphasis at, uh, at ClearTrack is to develop partnerships with uh, different different companies and, and industries uh, in the HR benefits world.
1: And so, then, what brought you into this industry?
0: Uh, this industry, um, like other things, again, it was it was a sales position, um, and ended up not actually ever selling anything <laughs> when i started I, I i uh had been been with the company for a week and as they found out the different things that i could do i had um a different job title about every third day and by the end of the third week i was on an airplane to chicago to account manage their largest client and so i was able to use my relationship building skills um with that company and the implementation team and um we, we we got them on boarded and and fulfilled their obligation to them and from there um I was able to, to uh use my management skills and uh develop teams uh, within the organization and so that's you know that's the beginning of my my benefit uh career and uh now I am a, a licensed health and life agent and uh really in, enjoy what I'm doing
1: Enrique I- i mean I, I i can not mention that you just brought up the insurance license <laughs> i feel like it, that was completely intentional um because for well, listeners that don't know, know when... i i had receipt got my insurance license in around 2017 i believe and i have bragged since then that i had the highest grade on the test of anybody at the company of an 86 and then Rick saunters in to clear track HR. And Rick, what was your score again on the test? Uh, 89, I believe. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you just working that in here right at the beginning. It's um, just another dig and a reminder that you beat me by three. You're months. welcome. Thank you. I'm studying now to retake the test. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So let's go into this st- strategic partnerships. Okay. So, what are some of the main benefits of strategic partnerships?
0: Well, I mean it's a it's a very quick and easy way to grow business. Um to uh to expand your sales staff without actually having to put any more sales staff on um as you make partnerships and and your product or services are sold by by other partners, um you know the the growth factor is exponential over over hiring salespeople and getting them up to speed and getting them out in the field, especially in today's uh, you know, environment with the uh the coronavirus.
1: Right. And then from an employer side, I mean what are what are what do they need to look for in a partner? So
0: uh, partners are very interesting relationships because you you want to find the the best of the best. If you're looking to partner, there's no reason to partner with someone that's not great at what they're doing. And you have the ability to go out there, especially when, when you have things that you do very well, um, you look for something that's mutually beneficial, something that, that you do, that maybe they don't, that would, would, uh, enhance their offerings. And, and likewise, you would, you would like them to have something that they do very
1: well, um, that you can use to enhance your offerings with. And then, the opposite side of that if you know you're trying to find this mutually beneficial relationship is there any red flags that you should look for that indicates hey this is probably not the way we want to go
0: well again yeah, there's you know the internet's a wondrous thing these days you can find a lot of information and you can do your due diligence and and you can you know you can ask the questions as you develop the relationships i I think the best partnerships are the ones that are most sought after are probably going to be like anything else. They're the hardest ones to get Um, because if somebody is is really good at doing something and, and especially if, if you're not bringing a lot to the table uh, to to help them um, or if they're very large and and you're small and you're trying to grow, it can be a, it can be a difficult sell getting in the door uh, to allow someone, you know, to allow, allow you to leverage, um, their product or service to grow your business, and so um, you know it's 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 a dance that uh, you know takes a little bit of time. And again, back to that relationship building piece. You, you know they're going to want to get to know you. You need to get to know them. And and during that, if at any point it doesn't look like it's a fit, then you know you walk away and go look for them. Go look for someone else that, that is a better fit.
1: And then, if as far as a partnership goes, should you steer away uh, from a partnership opportunity if you have competing, let's say, products or services? I don't think so. And I, honestly,
0: I believe that that the more you have in common with that potential partner, um, the more they're going to understand where you're coming from or where you've been, um, and, and the challenges that you deal with, uh, you know, day to day. And so, potentially, you, you do a lot of things the same as As a partner does, but they may have a a niche product that that you don't and and vice versa and so you you benefit each other mutually and that's you know that's the the best partnership there can be is you know when you're both in it and you understand the markets you understand the 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 trials and tribulations of of day to day business and you can you know you can really form a a tight bond with with a company that does similar things to you
1: and you hear the term give and take. I mean, can you share what a give and take in a partnership looks like?
0: I mean, give and take in a partnership can be can be in different situations look a lot different. So, um, give and take in you know, there can be give and take in 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 pricing in the revenue that's generated by the partnership um in the revenue share and the you know the better someone potentially is at doing something and the easier it is for you to sell obviously there's more potential for revenue so the give and take there is maybe you make a little less on on what you sell for them and uh but but you you get a lot better product so And that's just, you know, real simple version of of give and take, but uh, ideally in a partnership, it should be, you know, there shouldn't be a lot of give nor take. It should be just mutually beneficial.
1: And then there can be partnerships and correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, where you have a a very big established company with a very large client base and just for them to give you access to a, a marketplace. I mean, they could do that by doing a revenue share or something to that effect, and that be an actual mutually beneficial partnership, don't you? Don't you think?
0: I agree. Um, and it, you know, again, those situations generally what you're going to have is a you know an annual fee and and a revenue share, and and in, in return for that, you're going to have access to to their client base, and in in the best case scenario, their their salespeople are actually going to know who you are, what you do and where to direct their the clients that they're in
1: charge of to you uh, when they have a need for your product and you mentioned earlier that you know the previous place that you worked at you changed job titles multiple times in a short period of time and the exact same thing happened to you when you came to clear track i believe it was a month and we changed your job title to go towards a, more towards that business development partnership and so when you get that where do you even start? Like how do you even begin to find a partner?
0: You know, the inter- internet's a wondrous thing. Um and there's a lot of people out there and, and you know, you can look you can look to the past. Again, we had partner relationships uh at, at my previous employer and so take a look at, at what worked there and what didn't work or what we thought might work that didn't work and you know, you you learn and you evolve. And, and you go on and, and, you know, I think in our current environment, the you know, the best partners for us are gonna be those with the marketplaces. And so, as you, know, so you can spend time on the, on the internet looking through um, the type of businesses that we would, you know, interact with normally anyway. And if they have a marketplace, that's a pretty easy reach out. The tough ones are when they don't outwardly have a marketplace, but you know they could use your product and you know you probably could use theirs um, is to get those conversations started and that's a that's a harder that's a harder sell at the end of the day, uh, but worth putting the, the time in, in to do, and you probably end up approaching ten and actually talking to two and maybe one to fit but but if you don't go out there and try, you, you certainly never will know.
1: So so is that the big thing? I mean, the, it's, it, I had sales jobs and I was, I think, one of the worst salespeople known to man. I was terrible at it. And the hardest part to me was how you go from not knowing a person to then building a relationship. I mean, how do you go from, like you said, you look on the Internet, you find a company. How do you go from that to actually narrowing it down and getting to somebody that is a decision maker and actually can start the process?
0: Well, it's it's like any sales position. There's usually a gatekeeper, um, and so you don't necessarily find that first the person you need to get to initially. Sometimes it's a learning process and developing developing that relationship with the lady out front that lets you get to the to the director of HR or, or whatever you might be be selling to. And so, people tend to like to talk about themselves. And if you ask them, hey, what do you do? They're going to tell you and so knowing what somebody does is a real easy segue into knowing finding out who they are what makes them tick and developing that relationship to where they will open up and you know help you get to where you need to get and that's that's i know that's basic sales 101 but but it is it is this is what we do when we cold call. We have to we have to get past that person that picks up the phone or opens the door, and get to the person we really need. And and most of the time, the easiest way to do that is to make them know and like you. But in doing that, you have to know and like them.
1: Well, speaking of getting to know, now I, oh, no. I appreciate I appreciate you digging <laughs> into all this partnership talk, Rick. But I think I think when you do. Two episodes in a row where you ask just random questions at the end, then you can say, Hey, it's a tradition here, right? On Clear Track HR Podcast. We're going to ask you just random rapid fire questions. It's family feud style. Feel free to pass if you don't want to answer any of them. But just first thing that comes into your mind, are you good with that? Sure, let's do it. All right, man. So tell us, do you have any pets? Two. What are they? <laughs>
0: I have two spoiled, rotten Yorkies. Their names are Eddie and Murphy. And uh, when we used to camp, when they were puppies, they were runners. So, more than one time, did the neighbors in the campground believe I was crazy running through the <laughs> campground screaming, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy.
1: <laughs> I wish you had the outfit from Eddie Murphy Delirious on when you were doing it. Um... <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> We'll see. We don't have a big budget here, but if we can just go ahead and put Rick's uh, headshot on Eddie Murphy's body for that, please, for the show notes. Um, So what is your favorite TV series of all time?
0: Probably The Walking Dead. Um, I I told you before I watched it that I would never have gotten into anything like that, but my wife and I have seen every episode like three times. Um, We... We did drop out a couple of years ago. You know, the, I'll quote the Happy Days Jump Shark healing for the series, but um, I have the first eight seasons <laughs> on uh, uh, Blu ray. So um, that would has to definitely be the you know, favorite of all time.
1: And did you give Fear of the Walking Dead a chance at all?
0: We watched it when it first came out, made it through the first season, and then quit. Went Back and rewatched the last few episodes of the first season, and tried to do the second season and just couldn't get there. So I,
1: I feel like I you had season missing... three to appreciate it, but I had to ask. Like, it's been a while since we talked about it. Um, name something on your bucket list that you haven't done yet.
0: On my bucket list, I would like to camp in the outback of Australia.
1: So, it, <laughs> it you want to? I just i can't. You want to <laughs> camp in Australia? So, is that so? Not only is it a bucket list item, like you're taking it to the grave because I mean, the, camping in Australia seems like a one day event and you just die.
0: <laughs> Something eats you, yeah.
1: yeah. Or or like bites you and
0: you die. Yeah, I got Don't they
1: I like one in 20 <laughs> people that get off an airplane in Australia gets attacked by a black mamba before they get through baggage or something like that. I mean, it's it's like the scariest place in the world. Okay. So you said camping, I believe you may, I hope you don't care if I say this, but may have just purchased a camper. And so uh, where is the first place you're going to go besides in debt, but like actually go. (laughs) Uh, It, (laughs) it's actually. Parked
0: right now at uh, Ditto Landing, and as soon as my wife finishes up work this evening, we will
1: be headed that way. Nice. um If you could go back in time and see any musician live, front row, who would it be?
0: Any musician live, front row.
1: Mick Jagger. Nice. And is that current Mick Jagger, or are we going back to like Rolling Stones in their prime Mick Jagger?
0: Well, I'm going back in history because um, the the on the Walker McJagger is not something I'm standing in line for.
1: I, see, I feel like it's a different environment than on that. One. <laughs> so, I think you've been known to travel, a uh, fairly traveled person. What's a favorite place you've ever visited?
0: Thousand Mile Mexico. Um, I think I've been there five times. So we. We actually canceled two trips there this year because of uh, the current virus environment.
1: I know you're ready to get back, man, for sure. Um, now, Rick, it, we were we're coworkers here at ClearTrack, but, I mean, this isn't the first time we've worked together. So we're going to just take a quick stroll down memory lane. I'm going to take you back to Halloween 2016. Why was that day? The day that ended all future work Halloween parties?
0: (laughs) Well, I think we got a little ambitious because we had a chili cook off, a costume contest, and a space decorate, you know, decorate your space contest all going on on the same day. And it will probably get out as the least productive work day in the history of any
1: business. What I would do to see the security footage just played and fast forward of that day, just around that (laughs) off.
0: We did it
1: it right. It was so much fun, except for the costume contest, which was clearly rigged. But we won't even get into that one. But who wins in a cage fight here, Rick? Mike Tyson versus Bruce Lee. Uh, I would have to
0: say. Bruce Lee, but he may only have one ear when it's over.
1: No doubt. So you 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 are known for throwing some pretty legendary gatherings. So tell me what is more important to the success of a good party? Is it the food or the drinks? Oh, the drinks. 100%. That's easy. No doubt. You
0: could, If you have the right drinks, you can serve styrofoam, and everybody's happy.
1: <laughs> and leading into that, what is Rick Lefly's favorite cocktail?
0: Oh, gin martini,
1: very dry, two olives, stirred,
0: not shaken. It
1: felt like you may have said that before a few times. <laughs> and
0: this, and then
1: our, our final question, which has caused much debate around the office. Because every answer has been worse than the one before it. If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: I still have to go to – since it's one movie for the rest of my life to watch, I would have to go with From Bears of Love. And uh, had you asked me what my favorite movie of all time was, that's a different movie. Which one is that? Christmas Vacation.
1: And on that? Thank you so much for your time today, Rick. I appreciate you joining the podcast. hope you had a good time.
0: It has been my pleasure, Zach. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. I hope I gave some tidbit of information that was actually helpful to someone.
1: Absolutely, and thank you all for listening. You can check out all things podcast related at cleartrackhr.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Zach Finney, our guest, Rick Lepley. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.